This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. The college basketball experience summit league edition of the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by underdog fantasy underdog has just added pickup scorchers where you can win a hundred times what you put in. That's right. Plus every Sunday they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars promo code SGPN and underdog fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Also brought to you by hall of fame bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, props, game lines, Download the Hall of Fame Bets, uh, dot com and use that code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, we're brought to you by the MMA Gambling Podcast. They've just launched a new YouTube channel. Um, celebrate. They're giving away a new hoodie uh, via the MMA Gambling Podcast. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all details to day yes 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 Welcome to the College Basketball Experience Summit League. Oh, we're talking Summit League over here on the College Basketball Experience. Uh, what well, I love this league. You know, they play their games Thursday night. A lot of uh, late windows. Always can get eyes on it. ESPN Plus, good home court advantages. If you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And joining me, uh, he was on, on the side A, he is... The man uh, we call CBB Nick, he is a deep diver. He he picks every single game on our picks page, and we've had him on the College Basketball Experience, and we'll have him on all year long. So give it up for CBB Nick. What is going on, brother? How are you, man? Good, man. Good. I'm, I'm excited to preview the Summit League. This is a this is going to be an exciting league. I think it's going to be pretty competitive, so I'm, I'm excited to get into it. Indeed. And, you know, let's, let's do a little recap. So you're, you're probably wondering – why the hell is there only nine teams for first off? And, and that's because Western Illinois, the Leathernecks had enough. They said, we're off. We're, we're going to the Ohio Valley. So go check out our Ohio Valley conference preview. Uh, looking up top, Oral Roberts has been the dominant program in this league. Uh, but, I mean, you kind of look at it now. I mean, the Dakotas are always good. What do you look for in this league headed into this year, Nick? Uh, I'm looking for some high-powered offenses coming into this league. I think we've seen it uh, the last couple of years with uh, South Dakota. The Jackrabbits have been a very high-scoring, very high three-point shooting team. And then obviously with Oral Roberts, you know, we lost Max A. Smith to Texas, but I think Disgusting. Oral Roberts is still <laughs> agreed. I think they're, they're still going to be good, um, and they're going to be able to to win a lot of games. So, And like you said, the, the Dakotas are, are always battling. So I, I'm looking for some good offense, maybe no defense in this conference. That's that's what I like, I like high-scoring, high-octane offenses. So that's what I'm looking forward to. 
Yeah, I mean, is there is there a team right off the bat that you're kind of looking at that you could see be the dominant? I mean, we've seen really good teams over the year. You mentioned it with Oral Roberts. South Dakota State has also had some really good teams with the Jackrabbits. One also thing that I like in this league is they play their conference tournament at the fucking Pentagon. I love the Pentagon. It's one of my favorite venues we played there at, at West Virginia in a preseason tournament uh, up in Sanford. South Dakota. I mean, they, they got some of the best high major games that play there as well. Uh, I mean, do you see kind of a couple teams that have separated themselves or will separate themselves uh, headed into this year, Nick? Um, I see kind of a, a little bit heavy with like my one, two, three, but I think the third spot is probably up for grabs between a couple teams. I'm, I'm really high on the Jackrabbits. I think this is their conference this year, especially like we said with Ace Smith not being here anymore on Oral Roberts. I think they're going to be still a battle for first, and I think they're going to have second place locked up, if anything. Um, but I'm really looking forward to the Jackrabbits this year. Yeah, you and I agree on that. I think I think it probably will be ultimately a two-team race. But you know who else we've seen have success is the North Dakota State Bison. They've won games over the year. And how could we forget? I forgot. I mean, we were five minutes in. We didn't even mention the best team in the land, the Tommies. The Tommies are freaking in this league. And you know the Tommies are going to be feisty as a dog at mm. Schoonecker Arena. I mean, they they came through for us time and time again um, as a dog, especially in in November. I felt like they couldn't, couldn't lose. So – um, all right, well, let, let's dive into it. And I was rapidly putting in these betting odds right now for this great league. And let's lead it off with Noah Phoenix. Noah Phoenix is not on the show tonight, but you know we had to talk a little Denver Pioneer basketball. Noah, season ticket holder here, 15 and 17, uh, 6 and 12. They actually were better um, than kind of how we bust Noah's balls on. Uh, I mean, 500 program last year, Jeff Wilburn in his third season at Hamilton Gymnasium. Key departures, Tevin Smith, 11 points a game. Lucas Kismanus, uh, 10 points a game. Tyree Corbett, 10 points a game. Marco Luchik, 7 points a game. Uh, this is a big transfer uh, portal league. So incoming in from Utah. So we got a high major transfer coming over. Jackson Brenchley from the Utah Utes. Isaiah Carr from Grand Canyon under uh, – Coach Drew, Isaiah Adu, Incra from UTSA, uh, the Roadrunners, meet, meet. And they juked it up a little bit here with Josh Lee, Tyson Garf, and DeAndre Kang, or Craig. I can't talk. Um, all right, so we mentioned it. Last year, um, under Coach Wilburn, the, his third season at the, at the helm, they finished 15-17. Um, and 17. That was an improvement from his first year there. Um, his first year on the job, they finish 11-21, so a little bit of a step. I don't know. What's your take on this Denver Pioneer program? Can they make a step in year number three? Yeah, I think they're they're definitely in position to be a bit better than they were last year, which is just continuing that steady growth. I think uh, one key thing from last year is that they got to take care of the ball more. They had a lot of turnovers. Um, I think they were like bottom 15 in the country or so in, in turnover rate. So as long as they can take care of the ball, because again, like we talked about earlier with some other teams, like they had a lot of close games that, you know, that they limit those, they could win a couple more games, which I think, you know, is something that they're going to improve on. So I see them taking a little bit of a step up. I don't know how big of a step up, but for sure, I think they're in position to, to be even better this year. Yeah. And I, I think the transfer, it all comes down to the portal. Um, 
bringing in that bringing in that core transfer portal group to complement some of the guys that that are coming back. Tommy Burner was really good for them last year, sixteen points a game. So you already got a good po- you already got a good point guard, a senior point guard. They're older. I, I can see Noah Phoenix, uh, Denver Pioneers, sneaking into the middle of the pack here. I know Noah season ticket holder will be at each and every game. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I w- w- would you say the ceiling is top four? Could they could they work their way up? I I feel like after the top first couple teams, there's a drop and it's pretty evenly matched. Yeah, I think top. I think top four is probably the ceiling for them. I think yeah. I, I, I agree with exactly what you said. I think they could definitely make that push to be in the top four. We're agreeing here, buddy. Uh, all right, let's go over to the next team in this great Summit League. Let's go over to the uh, North Dakota Fighting Hawks. I almost said the Bison. The Bison are North Dakota State. This is the worst of the two uh, Dakotas. Uh, North Dakota, the Fighting Hawks, 13-26-12. and 26 and 12. Uh, in league play, Paul Sather in his fifth year at the helm. They got a lot coming back. I mean, they lose Matt Norman 11 points a game. Jalen Trent also out six points a game. Uh, went into the portal though and got Eli King from Iowa State and Tyree Inahako from the James Madison Dukes to fill the point guard position. So, transfer portal, uh, guard positions, older team, kind of like everybody in this country. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, it feels like it could be their best team that they've had there um, at North Dakota under the Sather era. I kind of, I kind of think this teams could push for a top four seed. I, I think actually, with, with the transfer portal, mesh with their veteran core group, I kind of like this team. I, I, I think definitely middle of the pack. Um, I definitely don't think they're a basement team. No, I agree. I think they'll be in like the five, six spot uh, going into this year. I definitely don't think they'll be at the bottom. Like you said, I think this is a better team and with those veteran guys that can, you know, lead these younger guys that they're getting in uh, definitely could be, uh, you know, something that they are looking for these older guys to do. And yeah, I think like, yeah, I think top four would be a very, very optimistic look for these guys. But I think for sure, like you said, not a basement team uh, by any means. Yeah. Um, Rob, Rob S is can't UMKC in a different league. I think they are. They're not, they're not in the summit anymore. I don't know what league that they went to. What year are they independent now? I am not sure. I know. No, I know I they're they, not. I think they are still in this league. Are they not? This is weird because he. <laughs> The, Maybe they're not. The, I could be. Just, wait. It could be so early. the so the almanac is saying they're not in it. Oh no no no! They oh. are in it. They are in it. They are in it. Uh, Western okay. Illinois, Rob is the one that bounced. So yeah, no uh, UMKC. So good good catch. We'll, we'll we'll save UMKC in the. Actually, let let's go over. No, we'll we'll put UMKC at the bottom. Good catch, Rob. Sure. I I, I skipped right over them. I I didn't see them on the betting odds. They were at the very bottom because they did you. Um. Let's go over to the rival of the North Dakota uh, Mountain Hawks. And let's talk a little Bison basketball uh, because the Bison are 16 and 17, 11 and 7 in league play. Dave Richmond, 10th season already at the helm, followed Saul Phillips. Great teams. They lose Grant Nelson, who everybody is uh, aware of, to the uh, Alabama Crimson. Wait, did he go to Alabama or Arkansas? 
Uh, sorry, who? Grant Nelson. Grant Nelson. He he's at Alabama. He's, <laughs> oh yeah. He, yeah, he's he's with Nate Oates now. So um, yep, yep. But either either way, I mean, Richmond's going to reload. Loses Luke Yoder for three points a game. Um, they bring in two freshmen, Derek Desset, Eli Bradley, and then transfer from Jeremiah Burke. Um, I mean, how can you not like this team? I know they lose Nelson to the SEC, but I, I mean, the rest of the roster's intact. The, the culture, and everybody knows me. Uh, the culture of this program, the pedigree of this program, they're going to be at least in the top four. I mean, you look at the era of Dave Richmond since he took over the helm there uh, in, in his 10th season in um, North Dakota. I mean, every single year since 2017, they've been in the top three. And the one time they were fifth. He's won the league three times. He's been to the NCAA tournament three times. Um they're going to be right there again. Top three for me. I mean, for me, it's the, the top three is pretty easy with the cultures intact here. Yeah. And I 100%. like that eight to one here, man. I mean, I think they're going to be right there. hundred percent. I agree. I think that's exactly where I have them at number three, but definitely with a chance to to win this league. I think those top three teams with South Dakota uh, state Oral Roberts and uh, North Dakota state are, are all three fighting for that first spot. So I agree. I love this team. And like Rob said in the chat, uh, this coach uh, Richmond is, is really good. And you said the culture, I think for the smaller like teams like this, I think the culture probably means a lot more than like bigger, bigger schools and bigger programs. So mm-hmm. keeping it tight knit with your group um, and obviously being a proven winner um, in this league, like I don't see why the team isn't going to be top three. We're in agreement, uh, and we both think that they could both win the league as well. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into the second third of this league. Uh, so we got the Dakotas, the North Dakotas, that is, and the Denver Pioneers. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little Omaha basketball on the other side. But first, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, underdog fantasy because underdog fantasy is a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced – Scorchers by going five for five and scorchers and enjoy a nice spicy 100 times payout. Limited time underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. Uh, you know, they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars. Sundays continue on underdog fantasy. 10 lucky players will win ten thousand dollars each. Looking at the Tuesday maxing lineup, I think we got a live dog, uh, made with the chips. Also, maybe like Ball State on Wednesday night. So, if you're looking at, I know everybody in this chat or Everybody that's watching this or will listen to this is going to be betting the Mac. So get in on your Mac. Go check out Colby and those guys. But I'm on the chips tomorrow night, and I'm on the Ball State Cardinals on Wednesday night. So watch alongside, make your picks, and maybe make a little bit of cash over on Underdog's mobile website, underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit bonus up to $500. Underdog Fantasy code SGPN. We're also brought to you by the MMA Gambling Podcast because they just launched a YouTube channel. How about that? Let's go. Let's fight. Uh, in honor, they're giving away a nice hoodie uh, with the MMA Gambling Podcast logo to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today and make sure you subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube because they're doing great work over there. Alrighty, next up on the slate, we're talking the uh, Omaha, Omaha, 
Peyton Manning's Omaha Mavericks. Uh, this team's been a dumpster fire. They've been god awful. Nine and twenty-three, four and fourteen. Uh, no postseason. Shocker. Chris Crutchfield, second season over from the Oklahoma Sooners. Long Kruger guy there. Uh, they don't lose a lot. I mean, they only lose ten points a game in Dylan Brogham and Akul Arap. Uh, they bring in a couple jukes and Nick Davis from Southern Nazarene. Biko Johnson from Western Nebraska. So I mentioned, I mean, they bring back a lot. They bring back a lot of production off that 10-win team. I just, I kind of think that they actually might be able to take a step. I mean, I'm reading they, the, the ticket sales are headed in the right direction. It's, they, they're slowly building this team. I kind of think that they're going to get out of the basement this year, these Omaha uh Omaha Mavericks. I, well, I mean, how about you, Nick? What's your take on these Mavericks? Yeah, the team, at least last year, was so hard for me to like really get a read on. Like they'd have a 40, 45, 50 point game, and then they would turn around and play like Oral Robertson, put up 90, and then like barely <laughs> lose out. So they're such a, a tough team for me to like get a grasp on. But I can definitely see them getting out of the basement in like the eight, nine spot, and maybe like. I think for me, peak is like getting sixth uh, in this league, but for sure, I think they have the capability to get out of that ninth and eighth spot. So I could see it happen. Yeah. I mean, Crutchfield, you're number two. They were four and 14 last year. They should be able to take a step with all these guys back, lay down the foundation last year. I'm not betting them 40 to one, but I, I definitely think that they could, I don't know, make work their way into that six, seven range, maybe. So yep. I, I might buy stock for what expectations will be for these Omaha uh, Mavericks. Yeah, for sure. Heading into the season, I'm definitely more bullish on them as opposed to last year. But yeah, I'm not even going to get anywhere near that 40 to one uh, bet. <laughs> uh, all right. Next up on the dock and everybody's favorite. They were a machine last year. It ran the table in the summit league, both regular season and postseason. That's Bob Roberts. Bob Roberts, everybody likes Oral. Uh, Russell Spring Springman coming in to replace Paul Mills, who went and took the Wichita State job. Uh, he's got quite the quite quite the rebuilding job. Uh, they lose Max Aismas. Uh Anybody that knows that name, yes, that's the same Max Aismas that lit up Ohio State in the NCAA tournament, twenty two points a game. Also lose Connor Van Hover. Um, Seven foot three guy. They average 13 points a game, seven rebounds, three blocks. They also lose Carlos Jurgens and Patrick Mwamba. I mean, they they lost their whole team. They this is gonna be a completely new look or Robert team. But I mean, the portal class is pretty good. Jalen Miller coming over from Rutgers, Ashton Smith coming over from Texas AM, Braden Moore from BYU. I mean, shit, I just gave you three high major transfers from the SEC, the Big Ten, and Big Twelve. And then juked it up with Jalen Bedford and from Trinan State, and then had a freshman in Josh Jones. I mean, I, you got to think that they're going to take a little bit of a step back just because they lose so many studs, they lose so much continuity. But I kind of think that they're still going to be at the top of the league. I, I know Spring, Springman's got quite the quite the shoes to fill from Paul Mills, who was a stud there. Um, What's your take on these Oral Roberts uh, Eagles? 
Yeah, I think exactly what you said. They're obviously going to take a step back, losing all of those guys, um, like those three guys you mentioned with um, Jurgens, Aismas, and Vanover. I mean, you're losing 34 points a game in those three combined, obviously with Aismas being the main guy um, and losing your big man down low to Missouri is going to hurt. Um, but I, I still think they're going to be able to compete for that two spot and um, maybe give South Dakota State a little bit of some competition. Um, but we'll see how the new guys come in and – and play obviously like it's an entirely new roster basically um and with a new coach so we'll see how those guys handle it but i still think they're going to be competitive and, and definitely be at the top of this uh conference and, and springman springman's uh he he was with paul mills every step of the way to build that thing up so i like when teams promote within um yeah for sure but that's it, better than getting a guy from the outside for sure. Yeah, especially when you run the table. I mean, you should promote within. So, 100%. I think the continuity will be will be there. Rob says he thinks it's too inflated. I don't disagree. I don't think they're going to win the league, but I do think that they're going to stay in the top 3 just based off of culture and expecting to win. So, All righty. Let's get up now. Oh, I'll tell you who's going to win the league. This next team is going to win the damn league cuz it's the greatest team in the country. It's the St. Thomas Tommies. The Tommies are back, baby. Let's go at Shoenecker Arena. Uh, and they bring back a lot. I mean, they did lose a couple pieces. Andrew Rohde, uh, 17 points a game. And Riley Miller, 12 points a game. Uh, bring over a transfer, Raheem Anthony. This is kind of a just a culture team. I mean, Johnny Tor in his 13th season, he's been nothing but a winner there in the Twin Cities. Uh, I mean, What's not to like about the Tommies? You're number two in Division One. They were covering goddamn machine last year. Johnny Tor and, and his uh, 13 seasons at St. Thomas, 246 and 87, 170 and 51 um, in conference play. I know that includes Division Two. Yeah, I mean, the Tommies are going to be feisty like they always are. They play that discipline brand of basketball, shitload of white guys out there passing the ball, shooting threes. Uh, Mid Midwest basketball. Uh, what's. Uh, what say you here, Nick? Yeah, I think, like you said, bringing back a lot of this production is going to be really good for them. Uh, they were very efficient on offense, really rarely turned the ball over. They're top 20 in turnover percentage, so they aren't giving the ball away to their uh, to the opposing team. They're really good from the free throw line. Um, so I love that they're bringing back a lot. And uh, like you said, they were a covering machine. Uh, they covered – they were in 20 and 10 against the spread last year. So this is going to yes. be a team that you're going to want to back um, with these guys <laughs> coming back. So I do like this team as uh, – for betting during the season for sure. And I think they're going to be good. I think they could be, you know, top four. I think they could take that fourth spot in this league for sure. Hey, they, they might win the whole thing. National champions. Uh, yeah, I, mean, yeah I, I love, I love, I love how I said. Uh, yeah, you know, they're a bunch of disciplined white guys, slow white guys that play disciplined basketball. You go, yeah, they got a good turnover margin. They, they, they shoot free throws well. They <laughs> shoot the three well. They, 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 uh, they have a good assisted turnover ratio. Yes, in other words, the slow white guy team. Uh, the Tommy, hey. Tommy, Tommy's are great as dogs, man. Because they that's don't a beat recipe. themselves. Yeah, then that's a recipe to cover games. If you want, if you're gonna get a team that's good at not turning the ball over and hitting the shots that they're supposed to hit, that's what you want when you're betting. Yes, yes. Uh, let's pull up the schedule. I, I I gotta envision myself sweating out a Tommy's game this time next week. They open up at the Cal. Oh, they're gonna win that game. They live. They're live. Let's go. Tommy's on the money <laughs> line next Monday night at uh, the Cal Berkeley Bears year one of the Mark Madsen era. Who else they got? Uh, Marquette. And that might, that might be a loss. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. 
I think that they could beat Cal though in the opener. I mean, that, yeah, that's oh, a yeah. new coach. I mean, Cal, yeah. Cal, Cal's talented, but they, they, they bring back, they bring in a whole new roster. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think they could, uh, yeah, these, these like power fives that are maybe middle lower to the, of the pack in their conferences, they, they for sure can give them a fight. I think like Marquette would be awesome if they were to beat them outright, but that's They'll cover. a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what, that's, that's what we're worried about for that game. That's all that matters. Covering. That's all that matters. They're going to cover, they cover every game. Uh, mm. I can't wait. So I'm going to project the Tommies are seven and a half point dogs against Cal. That's going to be my projection. And I'm all over the Tommies. So this is, this is a, uh, put this in my portfolio, Rob, of uh, we have Niagara against Notre Dame opening night and the Tommies against Cal. I'm fading all these year number one coaches that it's going to take a minute and taking all my darlings, Niagara and the Tommies on opening night is outright winners. Let's go. Love it. <laughs> That's a, Love it. What a, let me ask you this, Nick. Yeah. What other shows are breaking down the Tommies and Niagara? I can tell you, I don't know many. I'll tell you what, I consume a lot of gambling content on my free time. I don't think anyone's talking about the St. Thomas Tommies. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> missing out. Right here. <laughs> they're, they're missing out. If you don't know that the Tommies were a covering machine last year, then you're not a you're not a deep diver. You're you're a snorkeler. So yeah. All over the Tommies once again. And I'll tell you what else I'm all over. That's Hall of Fame bets. Um you can win bigger by betting over there at the NFL season. Uh, you can even bet on the Tommies in the NFL. I'm sure they're playing in the NFL, too, on Sundays. Uh, the sports betting pet, pet, analytics platform for parlays, props, game lines. Research through every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bets with historical data. Enter any parlay idea into the Hall of Fame Bets Revolutionary Optimizer Tool. Where you can break down all these odds including when you want to bet on the Tommies. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching Hall of Fame bets to craft a more intelligent data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All righty, we're back on the uh, college basketball experience, aka the St. Tommy's Tommy's podcast, because uh, that, that's our team. You know, we mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm trying to remember all the different teams that we had last year. I, I feel like I bet on every St. Thomas game. It was I'm back in the Tommies, and and, and I I knew it was profitable. I didn't realize it was twenty and ten. Um, yeah. There were a couple other teams. Southern Indiana was one of my darlings. I kept betting on all the teams that were transitioning from Division two to Division one. Queens. Because everybody thought they sucked when they they don't suck. Division two basketball 
is actually better than the bottom level of Division One basketball. And they just kept disrespecting them as dogs. And, and we're seeing it in football. James Madison last year goes, what, 9-3, and three, wins the league. Jacksonville State this year with Rich Rod is right in the thick of things. I mean, what's your take on kind of – have have you gone about this strategy too where you want to back these D2 under-the-radar teams, fade the public narrative that just because they're coming from Division Two into Division One that they can't play? Yeah, no, I don't agree with that sentiment at all. I think we've seen it, like, and I think we all are like on the side of these teams that get bumped up to D one, and then they'll go out and win their conference that year, but they're not allowed to go dancing for that's however joking. many years. It's so that's so stupid. Like these kids, like this is what they're meant to do, right? They're they got bumped up for a reason. Like if they win their conference, they should be dancing. So no, I don't care. I I, I love I love those teams. I don't. I think people. I think a lot of people say that about these lower tier teams. Like they're not fun to watch or whatever whatever they say like dude if you if i could only watch like these like uh mid-majors like i would still watch college basketball and and gamble on it every single day like i don't give a shit i love these guys <laughs> um I, i'm trying to look who are the teams that are transitioning into lemoyne lemoyne is making the jump so we're gonna back lemoyne all the time this year we need more lemoyne um I know, I know we lost a couple, too. Filthy rules. We lost St. Francis. Uh, oh, mm -hmm. Merrimack. Merrimack was the other team. Thanks, Rob. Yep. I mean, Merrimack was a covering machine. Queens, the Tommies. Um, there there was a couple other ones. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm all over this. I, I, love, I love taking that Division II angle. So, uh, all right, let's go over to another team here, um, Nick. Next up, we got... South Dakota, the Coyotes. Uh, love me some South Dakota or Coyotes. Um, they they kind of been struggling, though. Eric Peterson, his first year, finished 12-19, 7-11 in the middle of the pack of the Summit League. They lose a lot. They, they didn't win a lot either. Um, Cruz Parrot Hunt from 15 points a game to Sos Comertos, 13 points a game. A.J. Plitzowit. 12 points a game. Mason Archibald, 8 points a game. Damani Haynes, uh, he's 6 points a game. Uh, incoming, I mean, they, they they did some damage in the portal over from the Utah Utes. I mean, how about the Summit League plucking some of these Pac-12 guys? They said, oh, yeah, the Pac-12 is the Pac-2 now. Give us some of your transfers. Come over to the Summit League. Uh, Boston Holtz coming over. Caleb Stewart from Louisiana Tech. Uh, Latit. Deween from UCF, the very, very Golden Knights in the Big 12. Uh, and then they also got a junior college guy in Mayom Bayom from Empora State. What a name that is. I don't know, man. How can we back this Coyote team other than they just have a cool name and cool mascot? Um, <laughs> right. I mean, I kind of feel like they're kind of like Omaha a little bit where they could be a little bit better. A year two, another year two coach. But, I mean – they lost a lot more than Omaha did. Right. Yeah. And this team, oh, excuse me, this team was like not efficient on offense either. And their defense was very, 
very poor as well. I um like looking back at some of their games, like they when they lost, they lost pretty handedly to these teams. They only had like two one possession losses, um, which isn't a good sign for me. At least I feel like they just haven't been competitive in you know ninety percent of those losses, which is definitely a red flag for me. Um, so unless they can get these these new guys that that did come in to really turn a new leaf, I don't see them making a big step um, at all, really. Unfortunately, I think we're agreeing. They, uh, I mean, is this the basement team? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll save that for the end. There, there's a couple candidates. Uh-huh, I agree. Yeah. All right, next up, let's go to the rival. The rival is not in the basement, let me tell you something. Nope. The South Dakota State Jack Rabbits are hopping, hopping along, and they're, they're a heavy favorite here. You can see that plus 130. Always run a good program there, 19 and 13 overall. Uh, 13 and five in the summit. Eric Henderson already in his fifth year runs a good program. He was promoted within there. Um, he took over after Otzelberger. Otzelberger went over to Iowa state. So it was by, by the way, been a perfect fit at Iowa state coming right over from South Dakota state. Right. Cause those, those two schools are right next to each other. Matt Dentlinger, 12 points a game's gone. Alex Arian's gone. Uh, they bring Nate Barnett, Barnhart, sorry, transfer from Wyoming. And then they got a freshman coming in, Bubs Alvarez. I mean, he's got to get some PT just off of that name. They bring back as much as anybody in this league, and they won uh, the 20 games last year. Hard to say that this team isn't the heavy favorite, especially with – it seems like the teams that bring back a lot of experience and have a good culture win this league every time. Yeah, 100%. And I, I, this team was just so loaded, uh, like offensively, too. I like, I mean, like I said, they were top three in free throw percentage, uh, 35% from the three as a team, 51% from the field. Like their effective field goal percentage is awesome. Like I really don't see how this team doesn't win this, this league. I think plus 130, yeah, for like an outright conference winner doesn't seem like a good price, like especially when you look at other super competitive leagues. Um, but I don't. I really don't see anybody taking uh, dethroning them, especially with Oral Roberts losing all that production. Um, so I, I'm definitely going to bite on this number uh, for sure. So I, I I love this team. So in the year two years ago, or last year, Oral Roberts was was the fairy tale. Made, made made every or got every break, won every game. Two years ago, South Dakota State, and they pushed. Providence to the absolute brink in that first round. They were right there to win that game. Eric Henderson's in his fifth season. He's won the league three out of four years. The only league or the only year not being was last year when Oral Roberts was unbelievable with Max A. Smith and Paul Mills last year. Could this be Eric Henderson's final year at South Dakota State? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think if he if he like runs this league and and they're an insanely impressive team, like I don't see why a team that's a step up in class wouldn't be reaching out to this guy. It wouldn't make really much sense to me why they wouldn't. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays. Well, and I think another thing that helps him, Otzelberger. Otzelberger having so much success, and that's who he was an assistant under at South Dakota State. I I don't think Otzelberger ever won the postseason tournament. So Henderson's already done something that Otzelberger was not able to do. But I I mean he's fifty three and eleven in in four years there. If he wins, let's say conservative, fifteen and three. We'll say fifteen and three is conservative. I think he could go sixteen and two, seventeen and one, 
hell, maybe even 18 and 0 if things really bounce their way. That would put him around 70 and 15 in five years. Or set, yeah, 69 and 14 in his tenure there. That he's got to get a high major job. Maybe one of those schools in the Midwest. Um like uh it like an Iowa State. I, I Iowa State's not coming open, but you, I mean you look at maybe like a Colorado if uh mm-hmm. Tab Boyle uh isn't there much longer. I, I not saying that Tab Boyle's on the hot seat, but I'm thinking of one of those schools right there close to the Dakotas that I think he could be a good fit at. Maybe in Arizona State. I mean, shit, if things don't work out with Bobby Hurley, maybe he could get it going down there in Tempe. Yeah, I, I again, like I said, I think if you, like you said, if he were to go seventy and fifteen or sixty nine, fourteen, whatever it is, like that is like an insanely impressive resume. I don't know why these teams that need a head coach that is proven to be a winner over multiple seasons wouldn't be looking at this guy as a number one option. I got one for you. Just popped in my brain, Minnesota. Minnesota's sure. right there. Minnesota. Sure. Ben Johnson. He's on the hot seat. Uh, one of those Big Ten schools is what I was trying to say. I couldn't fucking yeah. think. I was saying like Big 12 schools. Big Ten. Uh, you got Nebraska's <laughs> yeah. right there. Nebraska with the Cornhuskers. If Hoiberg doesn't work out, I mean, this guy, this guy's going to get a high major gig. So keep an eye out for Eric Henderson. He's got this program absolutely rolling. So, uh, all right, let's get to the final team. And they're still in the Summit League. Let's hop, 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 hop around over to Kansas City as we get the Kangaroos. Um, the Kangaroos are coming off an 11 and 21, 7 and 11 in league play. Marvin Menzies in his second year coming over from UNLV before that. Uh, New Mexico State, or sorry, New Mexico as well. Key departures Ray Quandis Mitchell, 17 points a game. Shamari Allen, 17 points a game. That's quite a one two punch that they lost. Um, got, got in the portal, bringing over Chris Don Corsillet, uh, transferred from Chattanooga. The rest they're going to juke it up with Jamar Brown, uh, R.T. Stapleton, and Cameron Foss. Mm, what do we think of these Kangaroos? Another second-year coach, man. Another mystery team where they lose a lot. Menzies, he's a he's a veteran coach. I mean, I don't know. What's, what's your take on these Kangaroos, bro? Yeah, this is going to be a contender for uh, my basement team, I think. Um, <laughs> again, like Rob said in the chat, too, like uh, they lost all of his favorite players from last season. This team was very bad offensively last season, like 43% effective field goal percentage. Like they turned the ball over 20% of the time. Like they could not land a three to save their life. Like, I, again, this for me, it's like weird because it's like you want guys to return and want to grow with the team, but then I feel like sometimes if you're that bad, maybe getting some new guys in isn't uh, gonna hurt any more than it was. Um, but I don't know. I think they were just so bad last season. Um, I don't know if they're gonna be able to rebound uh, at least this year. Um, so I think they're they might be my basement, but we'll see. You never know. They've got a coach, though, that's proven. I mean, Marvin Menzies went 198 and 111 at New Mexico State. Maybe I'll think that they'll be a little bit better just because he's been there as a head coach, done that. But, oh, God, I, I'm not running to bet them. I'm going to fade them early, I can tell you that. Um, 100%, yeah. Yeah. All right, man, let's do our favorite portion of the show where we dive into our final predictions, one through nine. I think we agree on a lot of them. In the nine hole, 
give you a second to look over your notes. I'm going to mm. go. I'll go the Coyotes of South Dakota. Wow. Okay. That's a bit of a shocker for me. I think I'm going to put Kansas City in there. I think, uh, like, Trevor's two shout out in the chat. They can't be worse offensively. That's also true. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think I think I'm going to have to put them last because it's just too hard. Like with the question marks moving forward, um, I just don't know about them. So I'm just going to put them last. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you can make a case for a lot of teams here. Oh, um, sure. Next up, I will go with. The Omaha Mavericks. Yep, that's exactly who I was going to put in the eight spot as well. All right, we're in agreement. In the seven hole, I mean, Noah, Phoenix. Actually. Okay. Uh, if you won't take them, I will. Yeah, yeah I'll go <laughs> Denver Pioneers. You're right, you're right. I'm not over yeah. this. Denver Pioneers. Yeah. Uh, you agree? Yes, 100%. I think they'll be seventh. And the six hole, I'm going to go, I'll go North Dakota. I'm going to go on the state right below them and go South Dakota here. There you go. So we're flipped on those. Uh, I got Kansas City in the five. Marvin <laughs> okay. Menzies. I'll go with the, I'll go with the proven coach. I'm going to go with North Dakota here. Yep. All right. This I think it's actually a pretty clear top four, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to pick up four, even though they're the greatest team ever. Uh, give me the Tommies of St. Thomas, uh, number one in our heart. That's all that matters. Give me, yep. give, give, give me the Tommies. I want to pick them, but th these other three <laughs> teams are so much better than them. <laughs> they yep. have a little bit of athleticism. <laughs> you, you know about the Tommies, too? They win every home game, but they can't fucking win a road game to save their life. I think they were like two and something on the road last year. Uh, yeah, I can tell you in a second, but I, I'm going to agree with you. I think the Tommies are number one in our heart. They're number one against the spread, but I'm going to put them fourth in this league. And to back you up, you are correct. They were uh, at least against the spread. They were eleven and one against the spread at home last year. Oh, the Tommies are gone. <laughs> don't don't they, let the Tommies get going at the shoe necker. That's That's a crazy number. They were, dude, number they were, eleven of twelve games. They were unbelievable. Uh, Holy shit! Number four or number three? I'm gonna go Bob Roberts. I'm gonna say they're gonna take a step back. So that, I, I'm gonna yeah. I was going to do exactly the same. I think with us talking about it and how much production they lost, um, I do actually think that um, North Dakota State has the pieces um, and the coach to to take this two spot here. And, yeah, I agree with you. I think they'll take a step back. They'll still be good. Um, they'll still be fighting for that second spot. Um, but, yeah, I like them taking a step back and go number three. So that leaves us. Ooh, we got the Jackrabbits and Bison one, two. I'll say the Bison number two here um what's how about you yep same for me i think south dakota state is just too loaded uh and they're too talented offensively um to not just like steamroll this conference like you said i think worst case scenario 15 and 3 which like if you tell them if you tell that team that coach that's what their conference record their worst conference record is going to be i think they'll uh take that so yeah i think north dakota state and then south dakota state number one so we agree. And 
South Dakota State number one. Do you have South Dakota State finishing the job when we get to the big dance, or do you have an upset in this league? Because this this league this league tends to not go chalk once we get to the big get to uh, the tournament at the Pentagon. Yeah, so I guess it for me, I think they're going to be the number one seed coming in. So I guess it kind of depends on how the other teams are going to perform throughout the season. I think maybe if they were to get maybe if Oral Roberts is better than what we think, and but you know maybe they get a four seed or something and they play them early on in the bracket there's definitely a chance for them to drop um or something like north dakota state even though i think they're going to be the clear one and two um if something weird happens and the seating is messed up a little bit because of some bad play or injuries or something um it, i think it's possible um but i would be taking them to to get to the dance you know they they beat south dakota state last year I'm going to go with the Bison. The Bison always somehow play well at the Pentagon, especially against South Dakota State. They upset Otzelberger when he was undefeated there. I'm going to, I'm going to say North Dakota State gets it done at the Pentagon, but I got the Jackrabbits winning the regular season. I can't wait. When do these two play each other? I need I need to circle that because those games are always a war. They hate each other. It's always a great matchup. Um, and also, uh, let's look at let's look at some preseason. South Dakota State's not playing Cupcake City either. They they start at K State and at UCF, so they got two Big Twelve teams in their top or uh, in their first three games. They also mm-hmm. got to go to Wyoming. Uh, they also go to Wichita State. So uh, then they got to go to Tommy's, who's the best team in the country on January 11th for first conference game. So that's a loss. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> uh, when do they play? That's what I was looking up. South Dakota State not until. February, I think February. Yeah, 1st. February first, and then yeah. they end it March second. Mm-hmm. The league's gonna. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is gonna be my bold, not really a bold take, but it's gonna be correlated to one each other, one another. Um, South Dakota State's gonna win the regular season on March second over North Dakota State, and then North Dakota State's gonna get them back a week later at the Pentagon. Yeah, I think they split those games for sure. Yeah. Um, and we'll like I said, we'll see in the tournament. I wouldn't be like at all shocked for North Dakota State to take him down and go dancing uh, by any yeah. means. And North Dakota State plays Creighton on the road. Um, who else? They actually don't play as many uh, high major teams. I thought I thought the schedule would be a little bit harder, but I guess it's not. So let's go Bison. Rob's on the Bison. Here we go. Let's go Bison. He Bison Jackrabbits finals. We're we're all. We're all in agreement that that's what final we want. Um, all right, man. Well, another one down. Another one bites the dust. The Summit League is in the books. Guys, what are you doing? We got one week. One week until this, until the best sport in the damn land returns. November 6th, we tip it off in 191 games on Monday, November 6th, which means Sunday night, November 5th. You know what that means? The craziness, the, the the riot show is back. The chat is back. The the politic uh, political characters are back in the chat. It's going to be a party every single night of the college basketball season. Every I say every single night of the college basketball spirits uh, over here, live around midnight Eastern. Uh, sometimes eleven thirty. It varies based off of when the last game ends, and and we recap and then look ahead to the next day. And you got to beat the line moves, man. That's why that. That, that night before show was so important. That's why I get these people that say, hey, you're giving out picks where the line move. No, motherfucker. Listen to the show the night before when we gave it out, plus six and a half, and it closes plus three and a half. So get over there every single night. Join us in the chat. Um, it's really a great community. I know Nick 
Uh, when you're not on the show, you're always in the chat. Uh, anything you want to plug before we get up on out of here, brother? Uh, no, guys, just make sure you tune into SGPN, all the content that we're doing, the picks page, everything. Yes. If you want picks on all of these games, there's like 10 of us picking every single game. I know Kobe will end <laughs> the season with like 2,700 picks or some crazy <laughs> shit like that because he's just labbing every game. He knows everything about everyone. So, yeah, there's a lot of good content out there, a lot of good guys that give their picks. Uh, so just make sure you you uh, check out the SGPN page and and see who's hot. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking at it right now. John Jay at Penn opening night. We'll have a handicap on that one. Jessup yep. at UC Davis. Where did it get? Region at William & Mary. That's right down the street for me. I will not be in attendance for that. Uh, so <laughs> make sure you guys check out the picks page, man. Uh, like, like Nick said, if you can't listen to the episode that night, the picks are always there. And I'll tell you what, I did not miss a single game last year on the picks page not i not, well i never missed a game either if i missed a pick it was because the referees or the the players were were, were yep. rigging the game against me or the coaches yep. sucked but i made sure i got every single game in i picked every single game against the spread that was available on tally side so i take a, i take pride in that badge of honor that i was crazy enough to pick all ten thousand games that we previewed last year so uh, it's over there. It's free. Um, and like you said, we're here every single night on the college basketball experience. Um, go check out the college football experience. I know they're talking Maction right now. That returns tomorrow night. Great fucking time of year. You got Maction. You got college basketball. I know the World Series is going on. You got Monday Night Football. Uh, load management's back if you're in into that into that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're dropping the puck in the NHL. I know you're not the biggest load management guy either, Dick, right? Uh, I'm addicted to betting on responsibly betting on what I can bet on, but yeah, I think, I think they're making good, uh, strides hopefully to limit the load management, but definitely sucks when uh, you expect to see the best guys out there and they're just tired. So they don't want to play. Yeah. Cowards. That's why yep. you get over here. break down freaking the Tommies in Queens university. I'll tell you what, there ain't nobody sitting out on the Tommies. They're freaking live dog opening yep. night at Cal Berkeley bears. You better watch out. Freaking uh, Pack 2 or ACC, whatever league they're in now. So let's go Tommies uh, here every single night of the season. Guys, we got one more tonight. Uh, we got one more. Pick Dundee will be back here um, once he gets off this college football show. And I think we are doing the West Coast Conference. So a little, little zag action. So get over there. And we'll see you guys here in a little bit. And we are out of here. Later, guys. <laughs>